You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak community for almost a year now. And here is the thing. Less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week. So you can get promoted, have an impact, and do the best work of your life. This episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversations that happen literally every single day in the Peak community. So check out, the link is below. If you want to be part of it, it's only for marketers. So make sure you're not a lurker, but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life. Let's go. Hey there, welcome to B2B SMX. We are thrilled to be here. So today we're going to talk about how a few of our customers have viewed recent obstacles as opportunities. And while our marketing strategies definitely have had to shift over the last while, our goals haven't. So at PFL, we help customers deliver the right impactful message at the right time and ultimately drive results, pandemic or not. So let's go ahead and get started. So first off, I'm Sam. I'm the Director of Strategic Alliances here at PFL. I live in beautiful Montana with my family. And we feel so lucky to live here, given the current circumstances. Um, Social distancing is a little bit easier here than other places. So I have over a decade of experience in advertising, marketing, branding, and MarTech strategy. So I've sat at many, many parts of the funnel. And I'm passionate about helping you guide your customers through your funnels effectively and quickly. We're going to talk about how to do this today, regardless of where your prospects are. So first, just a bit of housekeeping. Uh, Please make sure to put any questions you have in the chat. We're going to go ahead and follow up afterwards with your answers. And this session is recorded. So if you can't join live, you will be able to watch it at a later date. So I wanted to start off by explaining a little bit more about my family. We've had quite a year. It's been a big one for us. So for starters, we've spent so much time at the beach, which has been so fun. My son, Jack, he loves the sand. And this is a big deal because, as you know, Montana's kind of landlocked. So we definitely had to travel for this. And then, oh, yeah, theme parks. Man, we went to so many theme parks. There was nothing better than putting our hands on those grimy Ferris wheel holding bar things and watching people vomit off the side of rides was fantastic. The highlight for me, though, was spending a ton of time in extremely crowded places. Being that close to that many people, there's nothing like it right now. And we traveled like all year. We were gone all the time. And then finally, we ended up moving to Canada. So it's been quite the year. But I wanted to start out on a good note with you guys and let you know that none of this actually happened. Some would even say this is kind of fake news. So 2020 has been, well, not what anybody's expected, 
personally, professionally, mentally, and even physically, we've had to shift with our location. 2020 has been, well, not what anybody has expected. Personally, professionally, mentally, and even physically with our locations, we've all had to shift. So I know as marketers, this change has certainly left us questioning our strategies and how effective they're really going to be. So this, this is what the world used to look like. It was busy, noisy, and confusing. And then it all came to a complete halt. All the travel plans I just mentioned previously, quite frankly, all plans in general, just paused. And I'm assuming we could say this graph is very indicative of all our marketing strategies as well. So for those of you that aren't quite up to current or aren't quite up to date on your current events, this is March. And for those of you that that falls under, let's connect because I want to know what you're doing. So here at PFL, we're experts in automating impactful direct mail that delivers the right message at the right time to your customers and prospects. This means delighting people right where they are, which used to mean offices. But alas, March. So I'm assuming many, many of you recognize this break right here. We at PFL had to rethink our how we were still going to deliver impactful, remarkable brand moments for ourselves and our customers. Can anybody relate? So at the beginning of COVID, we stopped sending our personalized direct mail in our outward BDR sequences. We didn't want packages piling up on empty office desks where people weren't going. So we started calling and emailing. Now, our reply rate for this heavy phone and email sequence was 9.7%. And the conversion rate to a sales call was 0.9%. So we knew we could do better. We had to figure out how to meet people where they were now, which was their homes. So we created solutions for our customers to safely collect home addresses for their prospects. By delivering a low-cost email, prospects were driven to a landing page where they were given the option of swag and or to schedule a meeting. And they were then asked to provide their preferred mailing address. When we implemented this at PFL and went back to our tactile marketing automation strategy, our reply rates doubled. And our conversion rate increased by almost 10%. We also found that 22% of prospects who confirmed their address ended up booking a meeting. We also tried sending direct mail to people who didn't confirm their address. And the conversion rate for that was 8%. So your meeting conversion rate will be better if you get prospects to opt in. But even if they don't, it's much better than the 0.9% we saw with just phone and email. So if you can relate to this pause and are maybe even still experiencing it, it's time to get started now. So a recent article that I read by Harvard Business Review notated that in the last recession, companies that stayed consistent and or increased their advertising budget came out most strongly. If you think about it, it makes total sense. Everybody's paused, so the noise is less. Therefore, you can make a bigger impact. So the old wait and see may not be the best solution right now. Even as the pandemic continues on, direct mail has proven to be one of the most effective channels for reaching remote workers. 
So if this isn't part of your mix or potentially you hit pause back in March, now is a great time to rethink that strategy. So today we're gonna walk through how to implement direct mail into every part of your funnel and some best practices to ensuring your campaigns are effective and successful. So here we go. All right, so this should look familiar to all of you. Here is an image of a funnel. So one of the biggest things that we stress with our customers here at PFL is being really, really clear on who you're trying to reach. And then further than that, understanding what is important to them and when. So that being said, at different parts of your funnel, you're going to be sending different pieces of content. Obviously, at the top of your funnel, you're sending a lot more general content, a lot more of it. And when somebody gets to the bottom of your funnel, they're closer to closing a deal and therefore you want to make a bigger impact. So sending $150 a piece direct mail at the top of your funnel may not be the best solution. However, depending on your strategy, that may be great at the bottom of your funnel. So let's look at a few examples of what to send when. So as you can see, this is very top of the funnel. I love this example, not only because it's engaging, unexpected, and delightful, but it is a bit ironic given the time. I know it's been a long time since I've shook anybody's hand. So as you can see here, this comes with a collapsible coffee cup, some instant coffee via Starbucks. There's a personalized note card that really you can personalize with almost anything, but specifically your first name, your salesperson's photo, and their contact information. Um, and this is a nice piece that folds up. It's small, cost-effective, and customers that have sent similar pieces to this have seen a 32% response rate. That's pretty dang good for the top of your funnel. All right, so speak of the devil, virtual event. Um, this is kind of a mid-funnel piece that we like to send. So, you know, for us, and I know for a lot of you, events used to be a big, big deal. So if key prospects can't visit your booth in person, send the booth to them. So this is really great for uh, connecting with high targeted contacts who show interest in your events. And what you can put in here is anything that you would have at a booth normally. So I don't know, maybe you have a bunch of swag sitting around that you're not sending to events. Put it in the box. You can also send little treats, collateral pieces that are going to engage your customers throughout the funnel. And again, as we talked about in the last one, a great suggestion here is to add a personalized note card so that each contact knows this box was sent to them. There was no batch and blast here. This was a personalized piece of direct mail. Another great thing about this box is after your prospects shut down their computers for the day, the box is still there, making a lasting brand moment for you. Um, and again, we can incorporate home address or address fields into your registration for events so that you can get these boxes to people in their homes. So this is a really fun example. And as you can see, this is bottom of the funnel. So this is actually even a little further than that. Um, PitchBook is a financial data software company. They wanted to drive adoption of their software immediately when someone signed on as a new customer. So they sent this kit to new customers once signing the deal. And one thing we also like to say at PFL a lot is that it's not what's in the box, but it's the messaging. And when those two are paired together, that's the magic moment. 
So that's why I like this example so much because they did such a good job with that. Now, first or first impression, it's a Yeti mug with a postcard. Okay. However, this is a really cool story because the individual who fund or the individual who founded Yeti funded it through PitchBook. So what's in the mug? Well, it's a customer who used PitchBook and they created this pretty successful company. So the results of this kit were users who received it showed 47% higher activity with the software, pretty good, 75% increase in profile views within the software, and 211% increase in downloads of the Google Chrome extension. That's not bad, huh? And I love this piece. So again, oftentimes when you sign on a new customer, the next step can seem a little clunky from the customer's perspective. Okay, great. I signed the deal. Who do I talk to? How do I get started? What's next? What can I expect from working with you guys? Well, this welcome kit includes an interactive onboarding map. Many of those questions can be answered in a very creative fashion. So this particular kit came with a penny. So as customers engaged with each stop along the way, they can scratch it off. Another great way to engage people here is to add key contacts for different parts of your onboarding process. And then overall, this gives a great map of here's what to expect in working with us and here's how to get started. So this is a great way to engage current customers. And finally, this should look really familiar to all of you, hopefully. So how's the coloring been going? I haven't colored in quite a while, so I know I've definitely enjoyed this. So again, with events changing to online and virtual, leaving consumers with a tactile leave behind can have a tremendous impact. So this box gets to you before the event, and when the last webinar concludes, it is still sitting on your desk. So some great things to consider here are having strong call to action, and then also within the box, create engaging ways to make sure your customers keep coming back throughout the event to look at the box. Additionally, this is a great way to give sponsors that FaceTime that they need with clients that they aren't getting at face-to-face -face events anymore. We just had a customer do a very similar thing. And by collecting preferred addresses, we found that 30% of registrants who did not receive this box showed up to the event. While meanwhile, 70% who did showed up to the event. That's a pretty good return. Okay. So now we're going to look at a few real-world examples of a customer that transformed their direct mail and EBM strategy. So here is the journey that Dynamic Signal took to find success during these evolving times and how their direct mail strategy really transformed. So Katie is our client. She joined Dynamic Signal just over two years ago, and their direct mail strategy needed some love. So here's where they were. First and foremost, focus. 100% of the focus of their direct mail campaigns was marketing driven. So whether it was an ebook, a blog series, new initiatives that were brought down from the leadership team, all of these were driven by marketing and it was just assumed that sales would have the buy-in. That's not always the case as we've all learned. Secondly, were her channels. So she had five marketing channels that were each run by an individual, and they were all very siloed. So she had events, email, digital, 
webinars, and direct mail. And while they were all running very successful campaigns, they were all siloed. So there was no orchestration. It was really hard for sales to pop in and say, what's going on? And quite frankly, from channel to channel, there was no communication. So thirdly is the cadence. For any of you that have tried a homegrown direct mail campaign, you know that it can be a lot of work, which is why we suggest automating. So when it came to actually executing on these campaigns, Dynamic Signal was lucky to get one, or if they were super buttoned up and organized, two of these campaigns done a quarter. Now, not only was this not enough, but it caused a lot of issues because by the time sales came to them with an idea, and then they actually executed on it, they had lost all momentum with their sales team and the campaign was kind of irrelevant. And then finally, sales partnership. So as we've kind of talked about throughout all of this, there was no buy-in and there was no alignment with their sales team. At the end of Q1 2018, only 13% of deals that Dynamic Signal brought in had a direct mail touch associated with them. So clearly they had to rework their strategy and understand where direct mail could fit into their ABM strategy. Luckily, right before Katie joined the team, her manager invested in PFL. So they started to create campaigns that allowed direct mail to be a supportive piece of their existing channels, not just another thing that people had to adopt. That's kind of key. So for events and webinars, direct, they sent direct mail beforehand to create awareness and drive registration. Post-event included a personalized note card from the SDR that would be a follow-up on key takeaways and next steps. With email and digital, once a prospect reached a certain threshold of engagement, they were triggered with a brochure that would again correspond with the individual touch points that the SDRs were making. So the great part about this is once these campaigns got up and running, they could run in the background. And so Dynamic Signal could really move to stage two of their direct mail strategy. So again, here we are at the top of our funnel. So for targeted campaigns, Dynamic Signal started with their SDR team because they had an established relationship. Now this is key. Find your champion, use them, and stick with them. They are going to make your job so much easier. So the SDRs were targeting hundreds of accounts a month. So to help support, Dynamic Signals marketing team triggered a brochure based on outreach for their one-to-many strategy. So this is it. It was a generic brochure, but it allowed them to support their sales team in real time. Again, getting rid of that leg that we've mentioned previously. So for webinar and event postcards, they were secondary touches that were available to use for follow-up as well. So one of the key things that brought success that Katie stressed was transparency with sales. So how did she do that? While she jumped on all sales calls, she made sure that everyone was very aware of all the campaigns that were running, when they were running, what triggered them, and what they were hoping to accomplish with them. And then finally, she implemented this ABM strategy into all onboarding and sales training, which is fantastic. So as this started to kind of gain momentum, more and more AEs and salespeople were you know, sharing success stories and acting interested in doing direct mail. So this was really great timing because 
they hired a new AE at the exact same time that they were launching this. He was in the Texas territory. He wanted to do a barbecue campaign and he was very bought in from the very beginning with the messaging and how he wanted to use this campaign. So again, this AE became her champion and she used him to help sell within the sales team how successful this was. And it really helped that this campaign in and of itself was extremely successful. From this campaign alone, this AE generated $300,000 in net new revenue. That's pretty good for a bottle of barbecue. So more AEs started to raise their hand and show interest in doing direct mail. And they started to tier their accounts. And all of a sudden, their one-to-one strategy really started to take off. AEs had the option to send what, when, to who, and marketing could really support them real time. Meanwhile, all those campaigns we talked about before were still running in the background. So this is fantastic. It became such a success that the CRO mandated that 70% of AEs completed a direct mail send by the end of Q1. So how's that for a transformation? So let's quickly recap and go over some of the best practices to implement direct mail into your campaigns and strategies. So first, be really, really clear on who you're trying to reach. As we've discussed, this is really important. Be relevant to your customer, understand where they are in your funnel, and tell them what they want to hear when they want to hear it. Align with sales and come alongside the sales team. As we saw with Dynamic Signal, this is crucial. If marketing is doing a campaign that sales isn't involved in, there's a serious leg there that needs to be joined together. So find your champions, get on sales calls, understand the messaging they're trying to tell, and then come alongside them. Meet prospects where they are in your funnel. Again, top of the funnel is very different from the bottom of the funnel. So understand what the different pain points are for these people and then answer them. Meet them where they are. Uh, Fourth, keep current customers engaged. We all know it's much cheaper to retain a current customer than it is to find a new one. So make sure this is part of your marketing plan. Make sure they know how to work with you. Make sure they feel the love. This is a great way to use direct mail. Uh, Five, have a follow-up plan. So one of the great things about PFL is when we send direct mail, it triggers a notification in Salesforce for your salesperson to know it's been delivered. So what a great way for them to pick up the phone and say, hey, I just sent you a great package. Let's chat. Have a follow-up plan and make sure you're tracking it. And then finally, know what you're measuring and make a plan. Understand what success looks like for your company and then work backwards from there. If we aren't measuring, we can't show ROI, we can't show successful campaigns. So this is paramount. And so finally, that's kind of all I have for you today. But some of you are probably wondering, okay, that's great. How do I get started? And how do I implement this for my customers? Well, the good news for you is we have several really great pieces in our Marketplace Hub. So the first is the 2020 State of Multi-Channel Marketing Report. Now, this is the second year PFL has partnered with Demand Metric to uncover trends and industry standards for marketing across digital and physical channels. So go check it out, download it. There's six key findings that you can kind of browse through and you can find out if your marketing plan is up to date. 
And then finally, the TMA idea book, literally hot off the presses, this just launched. Um, I think this is a great piece. So you can use as many of these examples to send, or you can come up with your own using these as inspiration. It's just a great way to kind of get those ideas turning for how to use direct mail. So thank you so much for your time. That's all I have for you today. But here's my contact information. Please, please feel free to connect via social or email. And I look forward to talking with you all. So stay safe, stay healthy, and hopefully we'll see you in person soon. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.